Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening beep, to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. May. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. It's my real voice. I have to hide that from <laughs> What's your podcast voice? You know, just uh, getting really low in here. Really, uh, <laughs> NPR this thing. Oh know? my no, god. I'm, just, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Alex Hooper, everybody's in the house. Yeah. Yay. Woo. Yeah, this is Literally exciting. in the house. No, you're literally in my house. I am, yeah. It's an honor to be here. I feel like, I mean, you know, we're both artists and comedians. Like, don't you think the true sign of success is just working from home? I, I mean, that's the dream. My <laughs> girlfriend's been working from home for like the past year and a half, and her coworkers are literally our pugs. And she takes cuddle breaks like every hour, and it's not fair. What does she do? This casting works, so she can do it all pretty much online, except for like one or two days a week. She has to go to a session, but the rest of the time, it's all from home, just setting up appointments and stuff like that. Is she, was she an actress, or is she an actress as no, well? No, no. Just she's, casting. She's just as on the other side of it. Yeah. Damn. But you know the interesting thing about casting directors is they see... They get to know really quickly what it takes to be an actor. Yes. And what bad acting is. Oh, for sure. And she also just kind of saw the other side and was like, oh, I don't want all that rejection. I don't want to go on these oh. constant auditions with oh 30 people that look exactly like me. Uh, and you're like, a better version of me. Right. Oh, yeah. for sure. Better that's, versions that's of you. That's the worst. When you go and you're like, but that's me 20 pounds lighter <laughs> and with better hair. I didn't know that person was out here. And you're like, oh, yeah, that person that books every role that you go out for. You mean that person? Yeah, they're here. Do you go out on auditions? Not a whole lot. I uh, I only have a commercial agent, and I still don't go out a whole lot because I'm very specific. You are very specific. Very, very specific. It's been a long time since I booked a commercial. I mostly get like acting roles because friends are like, hey, we wrote this part, and it's perfect for you. Uh, do you want to be a homeless drug addict who's uh, trying to make a difference? I'm like, that's me. Were you ever a drug addict? Drug addict? No. Yeah. I'm a very amazing drug user. Yeah, you you have the face of a perfect drug user. Thank and you. I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, people always think I have weed on me and I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I've You've never... You've got weed face. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, that's what people are like, do you uh, smoke pot? I'm like, are you looking at me? Like, how do you look like this and not be like, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm a corporate attorney. Um, <laughs> you could be. You could be a, a cannabis corporate attorney. That's true. I want to be, I want to be, that, that should be my sitcom. I'm just the cool lawyer who just got in where, you know, he's yeah. he's taking clients to the beach, <laughs> getting them high and talking about the law. You were just at the beach. What were you doing? I was slacklining. Yeah, it's like for those that don't know, it's a very it's a very California thing. Uh, but it's basically like a loose tightrope, and it. I mean, that's what they used to call me in high school. Loose tightrope. <laughs> I wish that was my nickname. I mean, 
I can only imagine where it came from. Do you like, so you just hop on. I've seen it before because we were talking yeah. about this. Yeah. You hop up on there. And then you just you try just... to stay up there and you walk back and forth. Do you do tricks? Uh, I can't really do tricks. I can do very, very, very basic things. Right. Like I can do turns and things like, and I can kind of bounce a little bit and I can walk forwards and backwards. Is that yeah. like your exercise of choice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's very meditative. It just yeah. gets me, I put headphones on and I just kind of get into this state where I forget everything. It all washes away. Yeah. And I'm just kind of living up there like in this kind of dreamlike state. It's pretty amazing. That's kind of nice. Yeah. It's very meditative. Do you and, do like shrooms? Uh, just I've in never general? Done, yes. I've never done them. Never? No, I know. I'm, I'm not against it. I want to. I bet that's every person's reaction when you tell them <laughs> that. Wait, I'm sorry. Excuse me. What? Um, like no, but you're such because you're such a marijuana advocate yeah. that I would think. I mean, for me, the two kind of go hand in hand. Where eventually you smoke enough pot, where you go, I think I should try to level this thing up every once in a yeah. while. And yeah, how would you describe it? Like everyone, you know, I I kind of get the same thing from all my friends that have done it. Yeah. But like for someone who's never done it, what should you expect? There's this, it depends on the amount you eat, first of all. Because if you're talking. Like say you go modest. Go modest. Like if you're talking eating like between one and two grams, let's say. If you eat between one and two grams, you have this very uh, wonderful glow that comes about you where you're still very present and very in tune with yourself and everything around you. But you just feel everything a little bit more right um you really you really watch like you watch trees breathe you watch like kind of like grass will like dance and you realize it kind of is like its own life and everything becomes alive and everything just you're much more connected to the entire world and then if you start going higher doses if you eat like a full eighth then you're really going to go through an experience where there's going to be times when you're like i'm a little confused i'm a little scared i'm i don't know uh when when i'm not gonna feel like this but those you always come out like way stronger really yeah they do something i mean there's been all these studies on shrooms like by john johns hopkins institute and stuff like that where they have found that Everyone that does them, like 99% of people that do them, come out a better person and have lifelong, lasting, positive effects. Because even if you go through something that's a bad trip, you learn about yourself. Right. You you learn, like, well, why was that? What was I afraid of? Yeah, what, what were you I so feeling? scared? Right. You know, and you have these moments where you're just suddenly, like, it basically breaks down every barrier that you're putting up and just says, this is me. This yeah. Is, this is Jessamay, which for some reason I call myself Jessamay whenever I eat them, but... <laughs> It just, you know, my, that's my, weird. I call myself Alex Hooper when I wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. Smart move. Are we smart the same move. person? We maybe I don't be. even need shrooms if this is a realization. Or when maybe I come we're out. already on them. Oh god, wow. maybe sobriety is the trip. Have you done any psychedelic? Nothing. Wow, isn't that wild? Like I want to do them. I'm just, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I literally have, like, I have a pot closet right there. You can yeah. see the edge of it, and yeah. it's got tons of stuff on it because I just did. I judge the roast battle. I saw you that night, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, judged, you judged me. I judged you. That's right. You were amazing. You were so fucking good. Oh, thank you. You were. We were like, damn, <laughs> coming through. Uh, I have uh, psychedelics in there. I have shrooms in there. Oh, you just right waiting in a jar. Beach. I know. Give yourself just give yourself a nice six hour time, and when the, the sun is setting, you walk out there, put your toes in the water, and just watch things happen. What if I have like wh- okay, say I, you you can shroom on your own. Sure. You totally can. That's on your, when, your first time? 
I mean, for your first time, it's going to be better to have some friend with you just to talk about your experiences and just not to have a babysitter necessarily, but just to have someone there in case you start to feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, but especially like eating them at the beach, like that's a great place because you can just sit in the sand, you kind of pick it up and you let it flow through your fingers and you kind of just like, it's, it's, it's a very spiritual experience. And well, now watching that you say the that, waves think, crashing, it's yeah. wonderful. I feel like everyone at the beach is on something. I mean, uh, yeah, if you, especially if you're in Venice, you know. <laughs> Venice is it, such a unique place. Yeah, if you go down to Hermosa, all they're on is just Chardonnay. But yeah, <laughs> Chardonnay and kale. Yeah. <laughs> Venice, they're just like, dude, I made some uh, ketamine water. You ever had it? And I'm just like, uh, I don't think I need that. And they're like, you um, sure, bro? I'm- I've been doing it since 1986. And like, I don't know. I'm high on life. Yeah. I'm high on veganism. Oh, man. There's a lot of that out there. <laughs> there is a lot. Are you meat eater? Yeah, I, I, I eat everything. Yeah, I do. For the most part, I do as well. Sometimes I get grossed out by meat. You ever get grossed out by eating it? Like you think about where it comes from. You like- know, when it gets stuck in my teeth, when a piece of fat gets stuck in my teeth, that's when I'm kind of like, all right, what are we doing here? I know. Um, but and then, then like, if you, if it's not organic, look, I love eating meat, but something about the truth really grosses me out. Like knowing that there's like 17 cows in one burger. Yes. That's gross. Yeah. I've watched, uh, every time I watch a food documentary and I've watched almost everyone on Netflix, I go, you know what? I swear. I, if I watch one <laughs> more of these, I am giving up all food forever and finding a full water diet that I can live off of. <laughs> like just something where it's, but like, or just only celery. But like, and then I like literally two hours later, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, cool. I got, what do I have in the fridge? Oh, sweet. Meatballs. Processed ham. Yeah. It says it's 42% water added. Like, I'm basically drinking ham at that point. It's like 72% chemicals and water. You're you're like, perfect. That's what I need. I remember literally, like, buying ham one time when I was stoned, and I was just like, I'll just buy the cheap stuff. I wasn't, like, at the time, I wasn't doing well, and I was just like, I'll just buy the cheapest ham there is. I looked, I was like, this is up to 42% water weight. Like, it, it, like I am 8% away from having a drink uh, more than I am a solid food. A drink of ham. If it were cheaper, would you, would you purchase it? Oh, man, I wonder. Like, what's my line? It's like, this is 73% water weight. It's just a few ham chunks floating in a glass. Like, ham water. Yeah. That's your food diet right there. Drink your sandwich, everyone. Like My mom actually used to feed us canned meat as kids. We had those- oh, really? Like spam and stuff? Yeah. Yes, she grew up on that because she grew up, you know, she she was like one of six and my grandmother was the only one. They had like, you know, a little dairy farm and, and so it was canned meat. Yeah. Like, they're from the processed food generation. I mean, that's the filet mignon in Hawaii. I mean, they're like... <laughs> of upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we used to eat Vienna sausages. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those little... Sure. They come in bags, these giant bags where there's just like hundreds of them in there. And they're like in that, and they're like literally sitting in like ham water. Yeah, there's like that sausagey water now. I'm I'm weird though. Like if I like, I mean, I was like, uh, so Burning Man. A lot of people eat pickles because they're very good because of the sodium content of them. Like it helps you kind of like retain like, water exactly. Right. And so like I would just people would have jars of pickled everything, and I'm like, oh, pickled eggs, pickled carrots, pickled oh, this, oh. and I was just eating all of it. Like oh. I just I don't know. There's something about it that I just I love that vinegary taste. Yeah, I do too. And chicks love pickles. Yeah, they I, do. Babe, I need a pickle. Like we fucking love pickles. I don't know. Maybe it's. Yeah, maybe there's something about like a female just knowing she needs extra water because at some point she's gonna have a baby in her. Yeah, and that's I mean, why that you need pick- that's science. I mean, yeah, I mean when I love, I like, I mean, I get pregnant cravings even though I can't have children. <laughs> so sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> I just like yell at my girlfriend. I'm like, watermelon now. 
that's really funny. Do you do that as a joke? I don't. That's a funny. That's I get pregnant cravings even though I can't have children. That's a really funny line. You might have to add it to the repertoire. You should. Your comedy is really fun because it's very, uh, it's spontaneous and wild and colorful. Thank you. Yeah, colorful. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you. Colorful and fun are very much like yeah. But I mean, spontaneous and wild are great too. But definitely colorful and fun are what I go for. Like I really, yeah. I strive for absolute silliness. It's so silly. And yeah, and I just try to like, I just try. People, you know, you, you know, we get that question of like, well, how would you describe your comedy? What kind of comic? I was are you? just talking about this with Josh you know, Nasser, which is just an annoying question anyway. But I mean, really, I mean, the easiest answer is there are they are hyperbolized experiences from my life. <laughs> you know, that's the easiest thing. It's just I find ways to exaggerate things that actually happened to me and you're in, in you're intelligent oh thank you yeah you know what well, it could be the whole route of just being like a complete um you know this esoteric thing where it just kind of doesn't go anywhere but you have you're intelligent so there's there's some there's grit to it yeah thanks I yeah mean, I try to you know i really just try to break the audience out of whatever reality they're thinking That's, about you do, you're and, a trip like you're you are like a trip i remember the first time i saw you i think it was at bronston's Oh yeah, Venice Underground. Yeah, I think it was at the Venice Underground. I just was like, "Damn!" Like this, you know. It's just because you know when you go to comedy shows and we're at them all the time. There's just such a a standardized quality sometimes yeah. to it, where it feels very linear and just kind of like beep 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 beep. Sure. You know, and of course you've got your like amazing comics that are sprinkled in there, but very rarely do you like go into a room and it's just like. There's there isn't a formula to this. Yeah, the, you know what's funny though. It's like you say that, but every single person I know like can do a perfect impression of me within five <laughs> seconds of meeting me. But they're like, "You are the I've never seen anyone that looks like you." But I do have thirty friends that I think look just like yeah, you. But by the way, they don't do comedy, right? And then it's they're just, not doing stand up. I hope not. Jeez, please, oh. they're already in the acting room. I can't have oh. them on stage too. Do you really walk in and there's just all these raspy po- like voice dudes in tank tops? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, I almost never wear a tank top. Oh, a tank top because I was at the beach. But. Well, I feel very honored that you have a tank top, and it looks like like a cool like Journey album cover. Yeah, that's I, pretty rad I right there. I think it's meant to be a DMT like the first thing is that the, is that the creature like is that, that the thing yeah, you talk to something like that. Is, don't you get visited by somebody when you're on DMT? There are that that can happen. Yeah. Have you done DMT? Yeah, a few so times. Describe what's that like? Oh man, that is. I mean, that is true. They call it blasting off. You know, that's what they say. Like, you don't get high, you blast off because you are you're here and then you are in a completely other place that for sounds like a minutes. nightmare it's just you got to be in a really comfortable place to do it like um i've you know every once in a while i'll, I'll be at a festival i'll smell i'll smell it i'll be like you're doing it here just in the <laughs> middle of public you're like i was at i was at uh i was watching uh fish shows at the gorge earlier this summer and there were just people just sitting on the hill just blasting dmt <laughs> i'm like Anything could happen, and you would just be stuck in this paralyzed state. Yeah, are you so physically what's going on? Are you just laying? You don't move. It's hard to move, like because you're just so you've never seen anything like what you're seeing before, and you're so you're you're not really sure how to process what you're looking at, right? And so your body, your body maybe stays still. It really like you feel it, unlike like where weed, you feel it go through you. But DMT, it is within forty five seconds, you have felt your entire body fill up with this substance, and then you are just 
off into the races. And is it is it like hallucinating or is it? Oh, for sure. Are you are you uh, inundated with like memories from the past? It's not is even it super that, no, connected to like. It's not even that. It's like every time I go in there, it's something different that like, and I never know. That's part of it. Like, it make it's a really scary, powerful drug, and it's something that like I I've done it like. Uh, maybe five or six times, yeah. but every time, like months, uh, like months apart where I think I'm going to be ready sooner. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I'm not ready to go back in there yet because it's just like, you never know what you're going to see. And it's always been beautiful. I've talked to a few people like, Oh, I, it was terrifying. The things see, I saw, it, it, you know, and I always say this just to, on a marijuana consumption alone, it's reflective of what's going on internally. Very much so. You know, when people say, well, I can't smoke weed. It makes me too paranoid. Well, you're paranoid. Right. That's yeah. really, you know, it's our whole body is meant to receive. We have an endocannabinoid system that's meant to receive THC and, yeah. re, and, and just, you know, shoot these images back to you and have you experience whatever's going on in your mind. You're meant, it's, it scrubs your brain. You know, people ask me that about, about like, like, so you've never done shrooms. You're, and a lot of people say, like, but what if I have a bad trip? It's like. Okay, but that's on you because you're already thinking I'm going. Yeah, I could have a bad trip. You're putting that juju and in it, there. And I always just tell myself, like, because I've done shrooms by myself. I've also done shrooms with a hundred thousand people around me, like at a festival. And either way, were you I really just, at the festival or were you on DMT thinking you were at a festival and then you did shrooms? That could be that inception. Could be, you, you never really know. I mean, am I even <laughs> in your apartment right now? Or like, but you've done it in front of like a, a whole festival of people. Oh, sure. Like I'll run around a festival on all kinds of on all kinds of. <laughs> substances <laughs> but if i ever give that moment of like whoa i'm very overwhelmed right now you just say hey i'm on drugs everything is fine this will go through me be happy and just stare at a tree if you need to come back yeah you know what is like what's one of the scariest things you've encountered on dmt it's not i've never really had scariness i've had you know one i've had this moment one of my favorite moments that I can actually remember, because it's very hard to actually remember what you see in there. As soon as you get out, you kind of have to like start writing. Like, what did right, I see right. in there, you know? Um, but you also want to take some time for your brain to be like, whoa, like, let me just sit here for 20 minutes and not speak a word. Um, this one time, so I saw this like kind of shadowy figure kind of like dancing with the music I was listening to. Because I like, put on headphones, like put on like a beautiful song and stuff like that. She was dancing to it and she's kind of like beckoning me to come like with her fingers. And then she opens, so I leaned in more and more and I'm kind of shooting through this tunnel towards her. And then she opens this curtain and I am just flying above this neon world. And I've never seen anything I like have it. I've chills. I've never, I'm like, I'm like literally less, like, it looks like I'm in Tron or something. And I'm just <laughs> That's like, what I imagined. And I was just like, what the, f-? and then I was in there for probably like maybe I, in my brain, it's probably 30 seconds to a minute. It felt like longer than that. But then I suddenly thought of like, I had this thought of like, wait, if I'm in here, how am I going to get to work tomorrow? <laughs> And then as soon as I had that thought, I literally just saw the curtain close and I was just right back in kind of like this darkness with like a few images here and there. But basically, as soon as I was out of it, as soon as I wasn't in tune with what was going on, whatever that figure was, was like, you can't be here anymore right now. Like, you're not ready. Whoa. Like, I I remember very vividly what all of that looked like. Um, A lot of other things that have happened on DMT are just so in and out. Just there's so many just like, shapes and geometric patterns and things just fly in and out so fast you know i'm wondering if i had an experience a couple years ago at jfl uh my boyfriend at the time had this brownie Mm -hmm. okay 
Is it possible that there could have been DMT in the brownie? Can't eat it. Okay. So then just from having a little piece of this brownie, I completely tripped out. Oh, I believe that. Edibles are no joke. They scare me. Like, if you put an eighth of shrooms in front of me or one edible without the, I didn't know the dosage, I'm eating those eighth, that eighth of shrooms in a heartbeat. I mean, edibles are just, yeah, it's, it's a trippy experience, and it can honestly, like, you know, th- those liver enzymes, they take you to a different fucking place. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it gets processed completely differently than when you smoke it, and it hits you in this way where your entire body starts to feel like, you know, you almost sometimes like you're not even in control yeah. or that it's just like you put a bunch of weights on you or something. Yeah. There's, this, there's something happens to you that's very, very real. And it's, you know, it's a little bit more uncontrollable. Yeah, it is a little and more uncontrollable. Get, and you can't get off the ride. Yep. You know, and you can't you can't take control of the ride. Right. If you're not, you know, I mean, some people can do edibles and they're like, oh, it's great. And some people do them. And they're like, I don't even feel them. And then there's people like me where it's just like, you know, and I in my you know, defense, I took a big bite. Yeah. And that's the thing about not knowing your dosage. Like, literally, it just was a brownie, probably like a four-by-four-inch brownie, and I took a tenth of it. Right. And so... And that was enough. Just and, a, and even you, who, uh, like, me. you're a pro at smoking. Right. And, like, I... The thing about me is I have an extremely high metabolism. So smoking and eating... You're, you when you smoke your metabolism it doesn't take into consideration it's not a part of the process really yeah but when you're ingesting something your metabolism totally dictates how long you're gonna be on that ride how deep it's gonna be yeah and you know for me like I totally hallucinated I believe oh for sure I mean I've definitely hallucinated on edibles before like I thought I died I thought I could I thought I died and I thought I was going it felt like a near-death experience. Yeah. Where, like, I felt I was traveling into this other dimension, and everyone's face was looking at me. We were at this party. And were you at, yeah, I was going to say, were you at, like, one of the after parties? And I was at the too? Funny or Die after party. Oh, my. You know, those that open area, everybody's, like, out, in yeah. the, you know, or like, in that, you know, it's just, like, out in the street, and it's just all these, like, execs and comedians, and I remember seeing Thomas Dale from across this huge party outside and looking at him and, and I could hear his thoughts mm-hmm. and he could hear mine. Oh, honey, yeah. like, you're just tripping out. Yeah, Don't stop. worry. God, <laughs> get over yourself. This isn't about yeah. you right now. <laughs> it was heavy, man. It took me like a year to get over that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a really strong psychedelic experience is like it can be life changing. It can and, be life changing. And for a lot of people it is and that's why like you know for me like I've done I've done a lot of psychedelics and things like that where at the where I'm at the point where I pretty much I pretty much know what is coming and what to expect right. if I if I'm eating a dose that is a you know for me a normal size dose. Like every once in a while I'm like all right, I'm going to go touch the moon and cuz I have the time and I'm in a very safe environment, you know, out in Joshua Tree renting a house or something like that. Right. I'm going to see I'm going to push the limits a little. But for the most part, it's like, no, because I want to I don't want to be a scared person that can't communicate when I'm like at a festival or something like that. Like, I want to be able to speak and, you know, just be able to do anything and not just feel like a weirdo. I mean, I'm okay being a weirdo, but (laughs) when you're a psychedelic weirdo, there's a whole nother level that happens. Yeah, the communication's totally broken down and you're just in this trap. You're just like trapped inside. You're not able to like. Yeah, somebody, you know, there's a show, like, you know, there's a bunch of shows where you, like, you do, a, like, a sober set, and then you do, like, a high set on whatever you choose, right. and whenever I do one of those, I just get hot, I just smoke weed, and people, somebody said to me last time I did one, they're like, but, come on, Alex, you could, you, come on, you could do yeah, anything like up there. Yeah, that's, like, so easy for you to smoke and, weed. And But I just said, I was like, I was like, yeah, I respect drugs too much to perform on them, and yeah. she went, don't you mean you respect 
comedy too much to perform. And I was like, no, no, no. I know exactly what I said. I respect the drugs too much to want to entertain people while I'm having a psychedelic experience. Right, yeah. That's crazy. But I know a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I performed on acid. I'm just like, but why? (laughs) But, like, didn't you want to just go inside for a while? Yeah, and find where it wants to take you. Why are you trying to take it someplace? Yeah. That's the whole point is that it takes you someplace. Yes, very much so. What, um, is there anything you don't like to use? Drug-wise? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I have a list of things I'll never do. Like, I mean... Uh, like, psychedelic-wise. Um, I mean, not like heroin, because obviously that's how yeah, we're going no, like to end meth, the show crack, with heroin. PCP. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Good. we're going actually... to shoot up. I'm going to shoot in your rubber, toast. R- my own rubber band, so... Perfect. We're that's there. what you were suspended on when you were doing... <laughs> I tie a slack line around my <laughs> arm and just like it's between two people that are just shooting up. <laughs> <laughs> the imagery of that is so amazing. It's like something you'd see on like Rick and Morty or something. Yeah, like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like because I do. I mean, I've done like I. I mean. I like most psychedelics I yeah. found. I haven't really done well, okay. When I was <laughs> when I was in college, I did morning glory seeds. The fuck is that? It sounds flat, like a Rachel a Ray breakfast. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like somebody put in welcome, a to, welcome to Morning Glory Seeds, everyone. <laughs> We're gonna teach you how to make the perfect blend with yogurt, mango, uh, Mormon cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a flour and you can buy it at Home Depot or Walmart. Morning and it Glory has Seeds? Morning Glory and it has this psychedelic quality where if you grind them up and eat them sounds like a nightmare it is and what happened is the first time i tried it in college we each ate four packets of them me and a few friends and so we were like okay let's see what happens here nothing happened so then the next time we ate 10 packets of these things and the first hour and a half felt like we were our stomach was churning to the point where it felt like we were being stabbed over and over and we all were like okay we can't be together let's just all go to our rooms lay in our beds and just try to like get this out of here and then like half an hour later like i was in my bed just like oh oh and then i hear my other friend like And my other friends down the hall going, oh, and I suddenly like stop. I went, hey, guys, we're harmonizing. (laughs) And then they were like, oh, oh." and it started to like feel good. And we got together again and we just kept making these sounds. And then like 20 minutes later, every single one, I was like, oh, my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, mine either. Oh, I'm so fucked up. Like, <laughs> I am tripping as hard, if not harder, than I ever have before. And it lasted eight hours. Oh, God. And I will never do it again. I will never do it. Why? I'm, was it terrible? It wasn't worth the pain? It wasn't worth the pain. And just, like, also, I I have very good sources for real drugs. Right. Where don't, you don't need to feel like you're you're being stabbed in your abdomen. Yeah. You know, it's like college. It's like, all right, cool. I guess we'll just can't find any pot right now. I guess we'll just chug this cough <laughs> guess syrup we'll instead. snort some chamomile. Yeah, I mean, dude. One time, my friends and I, uh, we didn't have any weed, and he had a, he just bought a vaporizer, so we vaporized lavender and coffee together. And would you want to sleep and run at the same time? It was it was basically just that. I couldn't believe this worked, but like when you vaporize coffee, it does still shoot you up with caffeine. And yeah. we were, all of a sudden, we were like, "Oh, I feel good right now." Like, you want to go dance somewhere? It's like it's three p.m. on a Tuesday. No. <laughs> But when you're in college, I mean, that's what the uh, being in college is all about, like developing ideas. You guys were like, you guys were like, 
the engineers of getting high. Yeah, and of also like that was right when those volcano vapor vapes came out, and so like I'd never seen anything. I'm like, you're filling up this giant bag, and then you just suck it down, and like I'd never seen that yeah. before. Those are weird. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, you know, I well, mean, that's how I feel about how much dabs. Do you like science. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about dabs earlier. Fuck dabs. Right. That's again like give Fuck me, dabs. Give me if you show me uh, you're gonna do a dab in public, you're gonna take a hit of acid. I'm like, give me that hit of acid, dude. Yes. I'm like, uh-uh, no more dabs. Dabs in public. are a violent high, dude. For me, I just you know if you're in a place when you have a blowtorch <laughs> on your like on your table in your living room. I'm sorry, you are a drug addict at that point. Yeah. If you're literally using a blood blowtorch to get high, you have to like start questioning where you're at in your life. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> There's was... professional dabbers though that like dab and go to work. I know. Well, I, I hear about like 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 they're like, oh, Wiz Khalifa takes four dabs before he goes on stage at a concert. I'm like, he does what? I'm I would I would be <laughs> I would walk out onto that stage and fall flat on my face. Oh my god. And I would become one I would literally sink into the stage. That's what would yeah. happen. And then my uh, my body would evaporate into the air into like a queef cloud and I'd be gone. I feel like I was because I've only ever done dabs at like a party or something like that. If I could just take one dab in my apartment and sit in my and sit on my couch and really zone out, I think I would probably really enjoy the experience. But I'm not willing to go through having a blowtorch and all these other things. If if the one price for me to hang out with like Oprah Winfrey with the promise that she's going to just boost my career. She's going to retweet everything for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. If her one promise, like for me in order to do that, the cost was a dab, just one dab. Yeah. I'd be like, oops, nopes. I can't. Still nopes. (laughs) Oops, nopes. No, I can't. The one I did. (laughs) That's such a great phrase. Oops, nopes. I wonder if anyone's ever said that before. I don't know. I'll Google it. I'll write it down and Google it. I just like I, the one time I did a dab was with my partner. You know, we're, we've invested in a dispensary. I've yet to open because of the magnitude of what it is to put a you know it's a, a, a business work. license in for that. It's taking a lot a lot of time. But I was at our grow house and I hit a fresh dab. I mean, the equivalent of muffins coming out of the oven, mm-hmm. and those muffins are highly concentrated with the <laughs> freshest resin the resin's literally like hi it's like waving oh at you and and our chemist puts a dab on you know he's got that he just puts it on there and then i take a hit i take a hit like someone was holding me underwater for 36 seconds mm-hmm. and i just came out of water oh wow i went when you cough you can't not cough from i know those. you can't not cough from a dab and when you cough your the um the capillaries in your lungs it, it actually just it sucks it into your blood system that much quicker yeah <laughs> and i just i boom Shot out to space. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, shot out to motherfucking space. I drank water. She was like, D- one of his uh, mother was there, and she was like, do you want some water? And I was like, no, I don't want water. And I was like, yeah, I want water. She said I, I didn't, and I did, and I didn't, and I did. And I drank a gallon of water. And in the interim of this whole experience, I felt the world fold under my feet. Literally, I felt it taco. I was the meat in a shell, and the world was the taco. Yikes. And then in order to calm me down, Travis took me for a walk outside, Got me a hot dog, calmed me down, and then I had to leave. I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I, I calmed down a little bit, and then I drove, and I got stuck in traffic on Laurel Canyon. Ugh. Now, people who aren't from here, right? Laurel Canyon has no outlets. 
It's strictly residential. Yep. It's a it's a Slauson you cutoff. Up that hill. You gotta and then go down that hill. And in four o'clock, you know, it's about three miles. And at four o'clock in LA, three miles is a, is an hour at least. <laughs> it can be, yeah. So I <laughs> I had to pee because I drink a gallon of water, and so the only thing I had was a beach towel. So you just peed on the beach towel I s- I put in your the, car? I, s- I sat on the beach towel. I, you know, we're going so slow. I was able to grab the towel, put it under my butt, take my pants down, and I pissed in a beach towel. I turned a beach towel into an adult diaper. Is that what I wiped my face with when I first came in this apartment? Yes, that's what I gave I you. I knew it! Yes! Oh. Yes! It smelled like dab urine. I was like, <laughs> oh, I know what this is. Dab urine! That's, uh... Uh, that's, my, new cl- that's my cologne. That's what I wear as a woman. <laughs> oh, good, because I'm going to wear Ope's Nopes. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, where did you grow up? I don't even know where you grew Baltimore. up. Baltimore, yo, yeah, where, yeah. Like, like in twenty an minutes outside of it. Ah, uh, affl- I mean, like a middle class like neighborhood. What'd yeah. your parents do? My mom uh, and stepdad are both family lawyers, and then my dad uh, does commercial remodeling, like of like 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 strip malls and so stuff. Your like parents that. are hard workers. Yeah, were they around at all when you? Uh, n- like. At night and stuff like that. Like, I would see them. Um, but we uh, we had a housekeeper that would, like, pick us up from school and stuff like that. Damn. How many p- uh, siblings do you have? Uh, f- at, a, at a peak, four. <laughs> the peak? Well, because, like, like my dad had a previous marriage, and he had a couple kids. And then my – and then there's th- – from my actual mom and dad, there's three of us. There's me. I have a younger brother and an older sister. Um, but then my mom got remarried, and she had one more. So at the peak, there were four children living in the house. Damn. Damn, we have very similar upbringings because my mom and dad had my sister and I. And you had six, right? Or well, at, one, at the peak, we had five. not all in the house, but all as a family. We had one, two, three, four. I had six sisters. Yeah. And, um, or five, five sisters. I was one of six. Um, and my dad had two girls from his first marriage. My mom married literally the neighbor's father. And so he moved in, and then his kids came over from like three houses from down. That, that's, I mean, I mean, convenience when you're, you Listen, know, it makes sense. You know, she, it, you know, she had to go and you know go through a divorce with my dad. That was difficult. So she's like, well, you know, who's literally the next closest person? Yeah. She's just like looking over the fence, like like the, like Wilson, the neighbor in fucking Home Improvement, oh just God, like, what are you guys doing over there? Oh, you're a pretty good looking guy. You want to add some more kids to your life? Home in, home improvement, yeah, right. Home unimproved. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that fucking show. I only watched it for I watched it for a little bit, definitely when I was younger. Uh, Where, are you the youngest? Where do you fall in no, all those? I'm, I'm a middle. I'm a, I'm a middle. It's similar to being the youngest. I feel. Yeah, my brother is really well. Like he lives. He's uh he lives in Denali National Park. He's a park ranger. That's dope. You're his fiance. Yeah. Very much That's so. That's so cool. He, uh, he just, his, like, where I live in the center of everything, trying to blast my face to as many people as I can, be like, look at me. I promise I'm worth your time. He's oh. like, he's like, everybody, I'm fine with you, but I'm gonna go the fuck over here yeah. and do my own thing. I mean, they have, like, I mean, his last vacation, they took a two week, uh, hike by themselves to the Arctic Circle with them and their dog and they just like they literally in two weeks saw one other human being that uh, like I that's something that would send me into a mental breakdown oh me too I I, I think about it, I'm like what a beautiful life you're in this untouched wilderness like with these gorgeous mountains and rivers and like you're just and then the other part of me is like 
planet no. Earth. No. <laughs> the other part of me is like HGTV on my couch. Yeah. Shut off the lights, get high, and I feel like I'm there anyways. And he visits me here and he's kind of just like, uh, like he tolerates it. Because he has fun because like obviously we, we, we're very good together. We're very silly together and stuff. And even though we are so different, there's so many things that do like bond us as brothers. So he's okay coming here, but it's literally like he just dr- like drives around with me going like, where does the water come from for all of these people? And just like, it really upsets oh, him. He's, oh, I, I can't even like, when I start to think about the, the, what it takes to keep our society going, especially in LA, cause it's so vast. Yeah. LA's so vast. Yep, There's so many fucking people. It's absolutely insane. I mean, what are we dealing with? 12, 14 million in LA County. Oh my God. Yeah. When I like, so how I many was, of them are washing their hands? <sighs> That's why I hug people straight up. <laughs> you are straight up. I hug like people are like, yeah, you're a hugger. I'm like, yeah. Do you want to fucking touch everyone's hands? Like, yeah. no, I've always been kind of like, I've always liked hugging people more anyway. Like I'm that's that's the kind of person I am. I'm like a yeah. loving human being who just wants you to like, you know, feel that I'm here for you for a second. But it really started like a few years ago. I shook a homeless guy's hand. I was like, I stopped. I was, had a night where I just wasn't doing anything. I was coming back from the comedy store. Talked to this homeless guy in my neighborhood for like 30 minutes. Just be like, oh, this guy needs someone to talk to. It was like Christmas Eve. It's like, I'll sit here and talk with you, crazy ass. And then he shook my hand Ooh. and it was somehow dry and wet at the same oh, time. God. And there was like a crust to it. And I literally like touched it and I just... I, I touched him for one second and I just went, fuck it, and just grabbed this man and bear hugged him. And I was like, I will touch, go chest to chest with you all day. <laughs> I don't ever want to touch your hands again. Did you get anything? No, I no. You were fine. I, I mean, as far as I know, I was probably I, I probably walked away and bit my nails or something like that <laughs> without realizing it. Yeah, right, like, itched your eye. Yeah, I'm saying I I don't think about that stuff until I'm doing it because like I just you know I'm one of those people that just I tend to touch my face a lot. I do and, all day. I don't know how to stop that, but then sometimes I think like, wait a minute, how many people and things have you touched and then you're just going to like put it in your eye? Yeah, all that stuff. Scratch your eye. You put it right. You literally, all you're doing, if you want to like accumulate what you've done is you're literally, you're putting your finger on a rhino's buffalo, like an asshole Mm -hmm. of a rhino right in like a wet, after you just squeezed out a wet fart, you're going boop and then you're putting that right to your eye. I mean, that's that's, some, that's, that's an experience people will pay money for in some countries. <laughs> so if I'm getting it for free. Have you traveled a lot? Um, only a couple of places internationally. Uh, I've done Holland, Thailand, uh, and Argentina. How was Thailand? Oh, amazing. I it's, so it's so pretty. It's so cool. Tsunami, the tsunami from like. Oh, I was there ago. last year. So oh, uh, like a year ago. Yeah. Like a year ago next month. Um, and it was just, it's so, they, everyone there speaks English. So it's very easy. Their whole econ, like most of their economy is based on tourism and fruit. Right. So it's like the sweetest fruit you've ever had. There's amazing Thai food everywhere. You Thai are going to. So Oh, good. You're gonna get sick. There's almost no. Yep. There's nothing Sharks. you can do. Oh yeah, that was mine. I never got it. I never puked, but I was living in just like. Let me just know where the bathroom is every yeah, time I, need I to come be close. into a place. Yeah, like ayahuasca. Yeah, I've never done it. So Whoa. That's what, see, that's when I haven't done it. And see, have you done ayahuasca? Well, I the only thing I know about ayahuasca is from when Chelsea had that short uh, when she was. Oh yeah, I remember the, the that show episode. Before yeah. what her show ended up being when it was her. 
It was her and I forget uh, what's his name. Diablo Cody's husband, I think, went with her. Yeah, who was? I can't remember. And, and Jason remember. Biggs' wife. I think that's who went with her. And they all did ayahuasca. And and Dan, it was Dan. He sharted. I think he had like shart city. So that's the only reason why I know about sharts. The amount of people that I know that have done ayahuasca that would never even touch a drop of alcohol is is mind-boggling to me. Really? Because they, it's one ayahuasca is one of those things where they're like people that aren't that would never use any other drug will go do that one because they're looking for some spiritual experience or because like I mean that's they'll use that to detox you. Yeah. Like if you're a drug addict, they do you use know, that. Yeah. They use like uh, ayahuasca, ibogaine, like all kinds of stuff like yep. that. Like, and I know tons of people that are like. Oh, I'll go do that because that sounds like an actual like that's a ritualistic well, a, experience. And there's also it's traditionally because it's it's Peruvian, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like so traditionally, it was used to heal people who appeared mentally unstable. Yes. yes. And so now, like with science and the ability to like sort of isolate what it is and how it works in your brain, now they can just you know if you have PTSD or if you have yeah. you know some childhood trauma or something like it's so amazing that these things that grow out of our earth are literally built to deal with certain things, you know, certain ailments. And that we figured it out. Yeah. That's the crazier part to me is like, okay, obviously this stuff is here, but how many people died (laughs) learning which mushrooms we could and couldn't eat? I mean, so many motherfuckers. And then who's, I always say like, when you look at the types of food we eat, motherfuckers were starving oh yeah someone figured out how to eat an artichoke you don't get nothing from that right like you an artichoke is so difficult to eat and like you yeah. can it's like one mouthful mm-hmm. yeah i mean do you i mean when you i i love a full like butter garlic artichoke oh, or something it's like that. So, when it's, it's so amazing but yeah there's i remember like maybe a few years ago somebody was like you know you can eat the skin of a kiwi right and i went what 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 and they're like yeah just eat the whole thing next time and i was like my mind i was like are you sure and they were like Did yeah you try what? it yeah how was yeah. it? Honestly, I didn't. It it tasted fine. It's not uh, a taste thing. But who wants to eat fur? Yeah, that's like biting into a sack, like a yeah. nut sack. But not, but a really furry one. Yeah, like they like, would have to be rude. really unkempt down there. Rude nut sack. Much, very much so. Yeah, like one. Oh God, I don't know. See, I don't even know. I'm gonna have to try it just to try it. Yeah, it was a weird thing of just like uh, of there, like yeah, there's actually a lot of vitamins and things in there, and I was like, okay, Damn. like like how did you not peel bananas too? I had a teacher in high school, Mr. Snyder, our economics teacher, one of my favorite teachers growing up. So cool. He just you came into his classroom and he was chill, but he also demanded respect. But he let you talk, he let you have your opinion, but he would shut you down with knowledge and then encourage you to go out and get your own. You Those know, are the best teachers. So great. Used to eat a banana. Hole. Get the fuck out oh, of here. He would, he would I, cut the ends. <laughs> he would cut the ends where the you know the hard part is, and he would just eat the whole banana. I was like, you are an alien. Yeah, I feel like I'm like, look, whatever, he, I don't care wh- how intelligent you are, whatever you say now is null and void because tear that fucking skin off, dude. What are you yeah, doing? What are you do? you're, wait, you're, you're missing out on the best part. The best part the, of the banana. Having the, having the, the oh. holder already built in Yeah, there. I mean, what a great fruit. Oh, I know. Banana's a solid fruit. I, you know, I, I told my girlfriend recently, <laughs> I was like, if I had to pick three fruits that I get to keep for the, if I can only okay, eat three, go. I'm pretty sure a banana would fall in there. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because of the convenience. So convenient. Because it's so, like, if you eat it before a workout or something like that, it's so easy to eat on the go. It's so quick. It's not messy. It comes with a bag. It comes with a bag. Like, it literally has its, you can, you can touch it and you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat with it. What are your other two? Banana, I agree with banana. I think, I think if I really thought 
thought about it, probably grapes and pineapple. Really? I love grapes. grapes. I love grapes. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I eat them all the time. Is there something about it? It's just like it's just this sweet little treat that just it I is. like biting Nature's halfway. Candy. Yeah, I like biting halfway through and it's kind of clear. I do the it's same like, and you oh. look at it? Yeah. You know what I used to do? I used to bite it halfway and then I would try and eat the inside of the mm-hmm. second bite out and just like kind of hang onto the skin like an eye contact. Yeah. Because that's what it's like. And then you eat that and you're like, I wish I hadn't still yeah, had more like, that was such grape a, in there. Yeah, I wish I had more <laughs> grape in there. Yeah. But there's so many like, especially if you, I mean, if you ever go to Thailand, I mean like everything there, like when you have a bite of mango there, you're like, oh, I didn't no mango could taste like mango's this. a hard fucking fruit to eat though yeah that pit is huge yep slicing into that puppy you could lose a, a tip of fit of a finger yeah I actually, for I, sure i cut my thumb slicing into a mango last year Oof. yeah i sliced her right open i was like oh that's fine and then it just kind of looked like a mouth like the thumb separated yeah and then it started growing more and more and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh this might be a problem i've been pretty fortunate though i haven't really Knock on microphone. I've never really hurt hurt myself. Have that's you? Co- oh yeah, I've broken a few bones. I feel like that's a things. dude thing though. Like you guys are more, you know, you get out there and yeah. I used to, I used to, I used to rollerblade and I broke my knee that's and my right. wrist. Like yeah, we bonded on our rollerblading before. Oh, have we? Yes, we talked about rollerblading before. Oh I man, think I saw a video of you or something rollerblading. That is like that is one thing that a lot of people don't know about me. That like <laughs> is uh, I don't care because like it's funny like you don't see rollerbladers anymore. No. Oh, it's like that. not a thing. No. But I there's something about um anything where I can flow and glide and yeah. that's where like slacklining comes into is where I'm like I'm literally I'm floating yep. and I'm not on my feet anymore and there's something about that that's so freeing. I um I was at Burning Man and there's two roller skating rinks at Burning Man and I was like fuck yes and my friends are like we don't want to do that. I'm like bye. Dude. I'm going roller skating right now. Have you ever done Riverside on a Friday night? No. Oh my god. Was there a huge rink out there? Alex. This is what we have to do. Okay. We have to do a little bit of shrooms. Yes. Of the glowy kind. Yes. And then go roller skating at Riverside on a Friday night. They have a DJ. Wait, you go all the way out to Riverside? Because there's places that are much closer where you can do this. Moonlight. Oh, I thought that was in like Pasadena. That was Riverside you have to go? Yeah, it's Riverside. Wow. But if there's but a, if you know hang. a better spot that's closer, let's do that. I know there's a couple. There's one on like Crenshaw that they have inside with lights and fun, mm-hmm. and it's they all smell the same. Yeah, like sweat and childhood hormones. Yeah, and there's <laughs> the dank like three day old pizza dank. smell in there. Oh man, it is like rollerblade pizza, roller skate pizza. Yep, we should do that shit. I mean, I uh, I that was like every birthday party when I was like eight years old yes. till like twelve it was like Me we're going too. to the roller rink, you know. Me too. That's so funny. Like in Syracuse, New York, we had a place called Sportsorama. Which it was just roller skating, so I don't know where all the other sports came in. Yeah, it was like this is the sport of. Syracuse. There's one batting cage. They're like, they're sports kids. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I think they might have had like one little like offshoot bullshit game room, and then they changed it to dance and skate, which is really what everyone did on a Friday, yeah. Saturday night. You'd pay like two dollars. You get your skates. They were always that like brown, like paper bag brown with orange laces. Mm-hmm. The wheels were orange. Yeah, they have that rubber stopper at the, the front the that huge, is so dangerous so to stop dangerous. with. I mean, you stop fast and you just like teeth to the floor. Oh, yeah. For That's sure. so, oh my God, that was all of my childhood. That's so funny. There's something about it where I've, I've gotten to skate a few times this year, like at festivals that have like skating rinks, like they'll just build it for the festival. And there's something about it where I'm, I get on them and I'm like, oh, this, here yes. we are. And I just can't help myself. I'm going backwards and I'm just like, I just, 
I feel there's something happens to yes. me where all of a sudden I'm not me anymore. Yeah, I, ch- so I, I channel my inner Donna Summer and Scott <laughs> Hamilton together and I'm like this disco skate queen. <laughs> I can't even breathe because I, I feel the same way. I went for my birthday a couple years ago and my friends brought this big blunt, like just a long, probably a foot long. It was definitely like a subway of blunts. Oh, man. Yeah. And we smoked the whole thing, four of us. And then we just, we skated. And, and like literally, I you literally, I know what you feel, what you're talking about. When you put your skate on the on that floor. Yeah. When you go from carpet to hardwood, something changes. Yeah. Like unicorn realness, like you become the creature, the magical, mystical creature that you are meant to be. Yeah, I mean, I put my feet like like going different directions and just like dancing, shuffling oh through. God. And so I feel like this is something where people are like, oh, I didn't know that about you, but it makes all the sense yeah, in the it world. Makes so much for like you. for you for yeah. sure. That's the thing when uh when I told uh uh Annie Letterman was like, you look really good. Have you been working out? Like I've been slackline. She's like. Pfft. Of course you have, Alex. <laughs> Jesus. Like, it just, it's just one of those things where it's like, yep, you would do that. And I don't know. There, there's something I just, uh, anything where just that feeling of just floating is like, I just love it. And it, obviously you love it because you imagined it when you were on, was it DMT when you had the curtain that was open and you were floating above the neon? Yeah. Girl? I mean, that was like flying. Yeah. Flo- like that was like a different, that was like, you know, that was like the dog in half bake when it jumps out the window and it's just <laughs> flying over the city. Just like, Oh, check all this shit out. Like, wait, Oh my God. I almost forgot. Speaking of dogs, tell me about your calendar. Oh, I saw you on, you were on Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's so, what a great milestone. What a, what a bizarre occurrence, I guess. How and, did and, you, tell me what it's called and how did you, so what drove you there? We, I made a calendar that for 2018 called Pug Yoga. It started, <laughs> it started when I was just doing these, like I started putting little pictures on Instagram of like my dog balancing on my feet and I would like hold her while I was in Warrior 2. And she's <laughs> like, she's like so chill and she's like, she's a Korean rescue she had like years of like trauma like being overbred in these korean in this korean puppy she was mill from, she's from korea yeah how the fuck did you get would she somebody there's, bring there's her like here groups yeah there's wow. like groups like korean pug rescue groups and i say our first one was from mexico we have two pugs our first one was like from tijuana wow um and so this one was from korea and we started doing these thing and i people were like this is so funny i like i love this so much like you need to make a coffee table book or a calendar and I told Troy Conrad the idea, who's a brilliant photographer yeah, and is. just com- comedy mind in general. Yep. And he literally just said, like, Alex, like, we got to do that. We have to shoot this. And I was like, well, he's like, no, no, no. We have to make this. And so I just started pouring, like, time and energy into it, thinking, like, okay, yeah, why not? I'll make a calendar of my pug and I doing yoga <laughs> together, and we'll do go 12 spots in Los Angeles, like iconic Los Angeles places, yeah. and do 12 different poses. And then it just started, like, you know, we made a Kickstarter with, like, a, a hilarious video to, like, try to, like, basically not not to raise money, but just to get pre-orders so we didn't print 1,000 right. and sell 50 exactly. and go, fuck, it's what a lot do of we work. do? Yeah, and people didn't think about it because they're like, dude, you got merch forever. I'm like, actually, it's a calendar. It's one year. <laughs> I basically have merch from January to March. And after that, nobody's going to fucking want this thing. So I got to move quick. 
But uh, a friend of mine worked <laughs> uh, at Ellen and was like, dude, we're doing this segment. We do it almost every year where Ellen showcases weird calendars that you can That's buy. That's so strange, Like, can dude. we get a couple calendars? And that was meant to happen. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where, you know, I'm so proud of it because I was like, if, even if nothing happens here – we, I have these beautiful, amazing photos with my dog, yeah. you know, which is such a cool thing to be able to have. And, um, but then like when Ellen happened and it like, it like, we sold out immediately. We only printed a few hundred, but we sold them out immediately. And I was like, people were asking for more, but I would have had to like the process of like, have you ever had to ship things? It sucks, it's a dude. Nightmare. If I didn't, if my girlfriend you did all it personally, dude. Yeah, my girlfriend did all that work. Like she was the one who was printing out labels and stuff because she's like used to that kind of stuff. Uh, she has a small clothing business on the side, so she was like, "I'll teach her. Like we'll do all this together." And and it was nobody understands how much work That's went grueling. into it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you understand child labor camps, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. I wanted to bring in little kids. I was like, please, <laughs> little Korean kids, full circle. That's all we needed. <laughs> All Should've you needed was a Korean child labor camp. Yep, we'll take we'll take bulgogi breaks <laughs> and eat some food and kimchi, Yo, which is my dog's name by the way. Her name is Kimchi. Um of course it is. And she's still with us? Yeah. Kimchi. Yeah. Is she a total diva now? She's been a diva since we had her, which is like <laughs> but she's it's weird like she's she's got this stubbornness to her, like this kind of like this quality that's very like almost regal, but at the same time she has this you can tell there's this beautiful spirit in her, which is why the yoga calendar works so well. Right, it's like Whereas, so true to her. Like all these all these poses where I'm like in a full wheel back pose and she's just sitting sitting on my stomach perfectly looking at the camera. Like and it's really incredible Dude. and she's uh yeah i mean she actually she's still totally with us she actually just we in the past two weeks she had a malignant tumor on her lip we i was found, gonna say that those we, pugs come with a lot of health issues yeah so inbred and she had a surgery she's in a little cone right now but they, they think they got it all honestly it looks adorable because we didn't we, they you know they have the conventional plastic cone we went online and found this more comfortable the one blow it's called up a one? comfy cone it's not blow up but it's a fabric yeah i've seen those and honestly now i look at her it looks like a little flowers blossoming and it just it <laughs> I'm like, how did you get even cuter? Like, <laughs> you could do a dog, like an, an uh, a f- why don't you just make her a flower, make a floral calendar out of I her? I mean, we could. The thing is, I just, people keep asking, like, when's the next calendar? And dude, I'm like, I'm have, not doing it. Dude, I can't. You haven't found, like, an all-in distribution place that would do it for you? I don't think, no. I mean, not not as of yet. I mean, I really haven't been looking because I kind of was like, especially after I got on Ellen, I was like, look, we can't strike gold. We're not going to strike gold twice. Yeah, you know what I mean? But- like, we hit this peak and it was beautiful and I'll make it again in a few years. But it was almost just another thing of like, wow, what is Alex Hooper going to do next? Yeah. Like, he took time out of his life to make a fucking calendar. I remember thinking that. I remember thinking that, like, uh, you know, a while back, I was thinking about trying to figure out something I can do to raise awareness for Alzheimer's. Yeah. And then I remember just coincidentally, we say coincidence, but I mean, the stars were aligned for you to do the whole Ellen thing. I mean, yeah, that's so specific. Yeah, it just it just kind of fell into place um, like that. And the thing is, I do own the photos like I paid when Troy shot it. One of our agreements was like, I pay you for these photos and I own the photos yep. flat out because like that's the thing is like, you know. There's 12. So I could do 
playing cards with yes. the photos on them. I could do greeting cards. You I could, could do, do greeting cards would be amazing. I could do. <gasps> there's so many other things that I can do with these photos, and I just I kind of think I needed to like get away from it for a little bit just yeah. because it was like the calendar craze. It, it was a lot. Yeah, and honestly, like like I thought it was gonna be like cool. I'll just call Vista Print. I'll take some <laughs> photos. I'll yeah. throw them in there. Ellen's like, come on the show. I spent I spent easily over a hundred hours of my life working on that calendar <laughs> and making it so it wasn't so it was a product that people were happy that they bought yeah. so they didn't see and go this is a cheap piece of shit right you know I got the good paper I had my friend who owns a motion graphics company to design every single little piece wow. of this thing so that when you open up it's colorful it's beautiful it's silly it's loving you know yeah. you can see the amount of work that went into it and I straight up was like I can't. I can't do it again right now. Oh, man. I just, in my mind, in my entrepreneurial corner of my brain, I want you to just do like a throwback Thursday and just put like a minimum, you know, just like a minimum amount that are available. Yeah. Limited edition TBT to 2000. You if know what I mean? People had a great 2008. <laughs> What'd you say? We had a great t- Obama. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Go all the way back to yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, if I didn't have to ship them and do that work, if like that's the thing is like I want to make another one in like five years. Yeah, I'll just like revisit it like twenty twenty three, do it bigger and better, bigger locations. Make you know, it like more a sexy pugs. pug. Ooh, yeah, I mean, like a pug orgy. Yeah, yeah very much so. That's, yeah. I mean, those are easy to find. So. <laughs> those are everywhere. We're in Venice. There are pug <laughs> orgy. Well, have you walked outside and like there's they're serving us coffee at the Starbucks down the street? <laughs> Where can my people find you? Oh, I'm the very delightful, easy. colorful, fun Alex Hooper. Where can they find you? Hoopercomedy.com is the easiest way to find my tour dates, watch clips. My album is free on Spotify and Apple Music and things like that. And there's a direct uh, link to it on my website and on social media. I'm at Hooper hair puff. So, yeah, Hooper hair puff. Alex Hooper was taken, and I became the Hooper hair puff, and I've just had to embrace it ever since. You're delightful and colorful. Back at you, girl. <laughs> this has been really fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, I made you come back because off off microphone we were talking about America's Got Talent. I just watched your America's Got Talent video that I had no idea about where you... I don't want to say what you do because it gives it away, but probably one of the most creative... Uh, fuck you, like right back at you performances and also showing the sort of hypocrisy with these types of shows. Yeah, it's I mean, it really, you know, it was my way of just being like, I get to be a complete buffoon on TV yeah. and they were allowing me to do this. How far can I push this where they will still air it? Uh, yet I will get away with what I want to do. I mean, I, I my mouth is, you saw me, my mouth was agape the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah. how did you, what preparation went into this? Like, you spent 100 hours on your, on your. On my calendar, <laughs> on yeah. This, calendar. this was only, this was like a few minutes, to be yeah, honest. Like, second nature. Yeah, I mean, this just, um, I, it was a lot of back and forth with, producers knew what I was going to do, the audience and the judges don't. So only you and producers oh, know what's going to happen. Got it, got it. The judges literally, and we were assured this so many times, they're like, they don't know they have your name on a piece of paper they don't know and that's always better that's yes. good that's good to know that they keep that at least very from much them. so yeah but i was like it was a lot of back and forth because sometimes the producer would be like okay you cannot say that like you're not allowed to say that you can't say that that's too far you can't you put that's you're pushing a line there that we're not going to get it on tv if we do these jokes so it was a lot of like writing very family friendly jokes that weren't they were just like it's like a light jab you yeah know? and the one I'm not you got trying to knock you out i'm just trying to poke you a little well bit. you're also showing you know it's one of the oldest forms of comedy roasting yeah i mean and you know you are you were one of the roast guys and yeah i like we were talking before like i saw you and you were so 
you you just you add a certain element to it where there's goofiness. It's more fun. It's, it's more not so mean. F- yeah. It's more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. To me, I'm a court jester going in front of the yes. king and queen and here I am to perform for you yeah. and be like, ooh, the king and queen think that the townspeople are lowly. <laughs> Pez, you know? And <laughs> You call the audience. The dude, one thing I will say that is one of my favorite words, you called them plebeians. I call them peasants. peasants yeah, peasants. Right. No, you know what yeah. happened? I was literally, I was, I was getting obliterated so hard that I was second away from just going you know what fuck, fuck you, you. Yeah. in my brain I was going fuck you fuck everyone like fuck it but my but like I was like but I knew like something in my like un- subconscious was like don't do it don't do it and it just came out as calm down peasants calm down <laughs> which like again like the court jester thing you know yes. it just kind of falls into this like I'm a character right now this is what I'm doing like, well the the one thing besides everything that I was impressed with was your composure and that like that's a different ball game the, t- the recording of it the type of audience they're already like they're not on your side right out the gate for no. shows like that you have to earn their Love. Yeah, unless I went out there and I was like, I have seven kids and I'm feeding them all. I yeah. adopted every single one of them yeah, and I'm on my like, own oh, as a single dad. Win. Yeah, then they're America like, America okay, wants great. you to win when you're failing. Yeah. That's the irony. And that's one of the most beautiful things that that you highlighted with your performance was the the irony and hypocrisy behind shows like this. I just thought, damn. Well, th- we wanted to come back and tell you guys that because I'm going to play his performance right after this. Enjoy, everyone. <laughs> You peasants. My name is Alex Hooper from Los Angeles, California. And tell me why you've entered the show this year. I just want to inspire the world through happiness, positivity, and comedy. I like that. I love a good belly laugh. Me too. All right, Alex. Well, look, you've got about two minutes, so good luck. Thank you. Before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge your host, Tyra Banks. What? Tyra, I truly admire your courage. It must be so difficult to host a show like this and still find a way to make it about you. (laughs) Okay. That wasn't very nice. Somebody get his ass. Oh, that was just an appetizer. Howie Mandel. Yes. A Canadian judging America's Got Talent? What happened? Did they already find all three talented Canadians? I've always wanted to know what a big toe would look like if it were a person. (laughs) Enough with Bobby's world. Let's move on to Spice World. Mel B. Scary Spice, hey? The only thing scary about you was your solo career. Magical. Four children, and yet your body looks as though you haven't paid attention to any of them. (laughs) 
Why does it look like your face went through a Sephora sample sale? Oh my God. What? I want to hear what you're going to say about oh, Simon. Oh, I'm getting to him. Don't you worry. Simon. Simon. Hello. Simon, I'm confused. Didn't we form this country to get away from Brits like you? <laughs> Us. Thank you for fixing your British teeth. Those things are so straight and white, they were just offered positions in Trump's cabinet. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.